Hi, and welcome to the Talking Roadmaps channel. I'm one of the co-hosts, Justin Woods, and I'm here to present all things roadmapping to you. Talking Roadmaps is the channel dedicated to the craft of roadmapping, the art and the science of it. Without further ado, I wanted to introduce you all to Saeed Khan. Saeed is a product consultant, a coach, a speaker, and a founder of his own product management company as well. Saeed, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks. Thanks very much, Justin. Uh, yeah, so I think I think you described me fairly well at a high level. I've, I've worked in technology my whole career. Uh, I've worked in product management for 25 years, actually. Uh, started in, in 1997. Uh, worked in Canada and the U.S. And uh, yeah, for the last five years, I've been uh, working as a consultant, helping technology companies and IT organizations execute better on product. Uh, the way I like to describe it is I help them make better products and, and better product organizations. That's a great way of putting it. And what a wealth of experience as well that you, you can bring to those companies, which is great. And it's something that you, you deeply enjoy. I do, actually. That's that's a really good point. I, I really enjoy the work. Awesome. It, it came across from our, from our discussion earlier. If you like today's show, it'd be great if you shared this out with your friends, maybe give us a like. Also, if you'd like to take part, then please, again, drop us a comment down below or reach out on the website. We love to have expert practitioners practitioners, thought leaders on the show. Why don't we jump in a little bit and, and talk about kind of some of the core concepts of a roadmap. So you've obviously come at a roadmap from different areas, from a product management area and a leadership. In your perspective, Said, what, what is the purpose of a roadmap? A roadmap is a component of, of planning and execution. And, and you know, it, it has multiple purposes, it includes communication, right? So when we present the roadmap, we've done a lot of work and we we communicate outwards, um, but I think the biggest benefit and purpose of a roadmap is to really clearly identify priorities and direction. So what what you're where you're going and sort of what's most important and and the basis of that comes from strategy and objectives and other things, but but really priority and direction are are the real big benefits of it and, and clearly thinking that through and then clearly articulating it to others. Massively important. I love that. The, the priority and the direction is is kind of this is this is the overall trajectory of where we're going. And then also the, the priority of those items. So which are we going to tackle first? Which of them may be a bit further out? Yeah, that's a great response. Yeah. And, and just generally, what, what are the most important things? Like a roadmap won't contain everything that you plan to do. It, that's not its purpose. But if you do your homework and you think about where you want to get to, you know, your vision, et cetera, your roadmap will, will show those things that really help you move in that direction and that are things you shouldn't let slide, right? Like there's lots of things that can distract, but these are things that we really have to focus on. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the current focus, I, I love that. And so who is the audience of a roadmap? Um, so I think there's, first of all, there's different types of roadmaps and they serve different purposes, and I won't go into sort of all of that. But you know, it's it's in in the most general sense, it's anyone who needs to understand the strategic direction of your product. Let's let's talk about a product roadmap specifically. Um, so internally, it obviously it's product teams, it's executives, it could be other people in the company, other departments, whoever you want to communicate that to, and then externally. You know, again, people who need to understand that. So I, I worked a lot in B2B uh, product, 
And um, so, you know, strategic customers and partners and, you know, people who we were collaborating with. So we would share roadmaps with each other and then try and align what we're trying to do together, et cetera. So, but roughly speaking, anyone who needs to understand the strategic direction. So again, you know, direction and priority, what's important and where you're headed. I like that kind of catch-all statement, which is anyone that needs to understand. So anybody that needs to be involved and that that could be down even into legal teams, finance teams and so on and so forth. But it doesn't have to be everybody. It's just the teams that actually need maybe have some skin in the game or they need to be involved to deliver the, the overall trajectory. Own is such a loaded word. Um, Generally speaking, product management is responsible for the definition of the roadmap. You know, if you think about like, you know, accountability, uh, absolutely product management is accountable for that. But it's not a sole ownership in the sense of, you know, product management goes away and defines it and then tells everybody. It's it's obviously a collaborative effort. Um, and, and again, this is this is one of those reasons why when I talk about roadmap, I always talk about strategy, I talk about objectives, I talk about, you know, vision, etc. Because it's really a component of your business planning, and how you expect to achieve your goals. Um, and so if you think of those four words together, vision, objectives, strategy and roadmap, there's a lot of people who are, you know, stakeholders or who have uh, some aspect of responsibility over those things. And so all of those people on some level will be part of the roadmapping process. Yeah, that's a great response, actually, is is the people that are responsible for kind of updating it, if you will, or maintaining it. And then the ownership of the roadmap could actually be much more widespread. It's all of those different artifacts that have different ownerships within the company feeding into that roadmap. Yeah, and, and like... In, in in a nutshell, like product management is responsible, accountable, whatever you want to use for defining it, but not solely, right? That's the that's the thing. So y- you have to work with others. Like as a product manager, as a you know sort of individual contributor product manager, I worked on many roadmaps, and I'll I'll admit quite honestly, some were were not really great roadmaps, <laughs> but um, the 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 sort of context was always the same. Like we were given objectives from our management team. You know, there's there's a revenue target. Usually it was revenue, but sometimes for early stage projects, it was, you know, customer acquisition or something like that. Or it could be retention. It could be whatever. You know, you're given something from above and then you're you're really trying to frame a lot of other contextual items and produce something that that addresses those things. So, yes, we're going to focus on X, Y and Z to meet these goals or objectives. But we also have these other constraints and we have these other, you know, areas we have to focus on. So it's 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 a blend of all of that. Um, and then, you know, it's very political, too, because you can't please everybody. And so you have to sort of really be great at prioritizing and then weaving a good story around why you made certain decisions. Right. But that's where the collaborative nature of, of doing it comes in. You don't just go away, do it, and then come back and explain everything. You mentioned there about storytelling, and I think that's such an important and possibly a lost art of the of the roadmap as well, which is to as a compelling document to bring people along with you, you need to infuse them and, and invigorate them with that story. And often the storytelling aspect gets lost and it's just a slide or it's just a diagram. Yeah, and and, and again, you know, the 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 story has to have context, right? So it, it can't just be 
hey, we got a bunch of customer requests and that's why we're doing all these things, right? That makes no sense. Yet, unfortunately, there's a lot of, you know, feature roadmaps that really are just that. But if you have a clear vision of where you need to get to and you have these objectives and you understand the market and you define really good strategies to address, you know, challenges, et cetera, there's a story right there, right? That whole whole context is the story that you can use to then say, okay, and because of all of that, here's how we're going to, you know, prioritize. This is why we're going in this direction. This is why these are things that are important to us. Um, and and if people buy into that context, and hopefully you've described the vision and all these other things, so it's not new to them, um, then 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 it becomes so much easier, right? Because people aren't questioning every decision like oh what's what's that thing you know two years out why did you put that there how come something is in column b and not column a etc like yeah. they've got the context of of why it's important and this is the next stage absolutely and context i mean I, I i say this all the time but common context is literally one of the most valuable things like you can be sitting across a table from someone and if you don't have common context on something you will talk past each other and you won't even realize it until it's way too late. And, and all of a sudden you're just like, wait a minute, we've, we've been talking about two different things for the last you know, half hour or whatever, because one person assumed one thing, another person assumed another. And so this idea of common context, in, and I think you know, to get away from road mapping specifically, but I think in, in almost all the work we do in product management, common context is probably one of the best things you can strive for, right? When you're doing discovery work, right? You're, you're, you have, you want common context with the team. When you're doing prioritization, you want common context with the team, right? You, you want to have that common context throughout all the work you do and road mapping is no exception. And, and I love that you talked about kind of the, the, the relationship of the roadmap to things like the vision, the strategy, and the objectives. Something that I, I know we're, we're both passionate about as well is the concept of a product roadmap and then a, a business roadmap. I was wondering if you could kind of talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So this is this is this is interesting. So when, when people say the word roadmap, it, sort of the implication is a product roadmap. But, you know, one of the things that you you really have to remember is the product is there to serve the business, so to speak, right? Like you can't have business success without product success, but the product lives in a context of the business. It's not, you can't just do anything in the product. Like we're not just saying, hey, let's go off and build X, Y, and Z because we can. We're doing it because the business is focused on something. There's a business vision, right? So we talk about product vision a lot, but there should be a business vision and, and the product vision supports that business vision, right? I worked at Informatica for many years and we were a data integration, data management company. And all of our products, you know, master data management, data quality, data integration, our cloud, you know, products, et cetera, all fell under that umbrella, right? We, 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 we could have done other things because there are lots of cool things to do, but, you know, we didn't go off and do like storage or something like that. Um, and so, so there's a business vision and there's a product vision, right? There's business objectives, there's product objectives, there's business strategy, there's product strategy, there's product roadmap, but people don't talk about business roadmap. And it's kind of interesting that, that the, this idea of a business roadmap is not really uh, talked about much and it's not really understood because it, from my view, 
the business roadmap, right? The, 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 the business strategies, right? The direction and priority that the business needs to take is going to feed into what you do in your product, right? So this business roadmap is, is there and the product roadmap supports it. So as an example, if, if you have a product and you know, you're a growing company and then you want to expand internationally, uh, to, to grow revenue and extend reach and whatever, right? That's a business strategy. It's, it's, it's very clearly how the business expects to grow. Um, as a product, you're going to have to support that, right? And it could mean localization. It could mean, you know, uh, understanding the local context where the company is going to operate. And then maybe there's some regulatory issues that you need to understand, or maybe there's, you know, you think of an HR application, right? Like, boy, if there's if there's an application that has to understand local context, it's 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 HR, right? And 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 so the 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 focus really is that this business roadmap, right? That that'll have go to market, it'll have strategy, it'll have operational, you know, organizational things. There'll be lots of stuff in there is is uh, a key feeder into what you're going to do in your product and those two things have to be aligned and and i think this is another important point which is that a lot of times when people talk about the product roadmap it's it's isolated from the business right and this is one of the reasons why there's often a lot of questions and and, and pushback on a product roadmap it's like where did those decisions come from why are those the priorities that you've put on the roadmap because those priorities don't align with the business, right? Or how are those priorities supporting what the business needs to achieve? And so if you come at it from the business side first and you say, okay, you know, as a business, our goal is to grow, you know, this much and we have to make these organizational changes. And then there's these other issues and there, there's, there's aspects that will filter down and some of those will be product related. And, and then those feed into your product roadmap. And then there's other things that are going to go in there from your, your own product strategies as well. But now that connection between the business and what it's trying to achieve and the product and how it's going to support it are clearly aligned, right? There's not a question of where did that come from? Where did that come? All of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, you know, like, you know, the question might be, Oh, maybe the timing is not right or something, but you're not going to just have questions about random things that are on the roadmap. And I, I think this idea of bringing this alignment and using the roadmap, the product roadmap, as a communication tool to support the business becomes really valuable. Um, and then people from sales or people from marketing or people from other orgs aren't looking at you as, oh, what are they doing now? <laughs> It's 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 more about how are we working together because those business goals are going to be communicated to the sales team, to the marketing team, to you know services, etc. And so now you can get a sense of alignment across the teams as opposed to you know misalignment or whatever the 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 right word is. One thing that I think dovetails into that, of course, is some of the 
um, goals and initiatives that might come down from the company level that don't hit just hit product and they come to other areas. So like you said, customer success, maybe we're going to have to expand our customer success or, um, organization in another company. Maybe we're going to have to look at architecturally scaling the product. So we're going to need much more infrastructure. Those are things, those are business, true business objectives that might not just touch product, they touch other areas, but it's so important to have that, that alignment. That's a great point, actually. And I think, you know, this, this lack of alignment is is another huge problem you see in companies and people try and address it through meetings and things like that but in essence what they're they're doing is putting a band-aid on the problem they're not really solving the problem and this idea of having real alignment really means we're working towards the same objectives we're headed in the same direction we have the same priorities and we're moving together, you know, forward with common context. So you notice I'm repeating certain terms um, intentionally because that's where the value of a roadmap comes from or roadmaps, right? Depending on how you're, you're thinking about them. Uh, and, and, it, and it, what I found is that when, you know, product management, first of all, I, I, always, I always try and repeat this. Product management itself is cross-functional by nature, right? It's cross-functional management driving product success. That's the way I think about product management. It's not about stuff you build. Yes, that's part of the job, but that's not the focus. You know, I, I, I ask this question sometimes, you know, people talk about product management and, and, and when they say product management, it's like product management, right? What's the management in product management? Cause you know, management is the word, right? It's management of product, right? Product is the is the modifier, right? The main word is management, but what's the management that you're doing? And, and so this idea of managing products is not about building products, right? It's about managing them to drive success. And that's cross-functional by nature. It, it doesn't, it can't be done, you know, in a silo. I'm a massive advocate of that coming from a, as a former BA business analyst as well. You know, sometimes we don't have to build stuff. Sometimes the answer is to take features away. Sometimes the answer is to change a process or make it uh, into a different channel or multi-channel. You know, there's so many different ways to do it. And and you're right. Sometimes the emphasis can be so much on on the product and actually it's not the answer. So product management and these roadmaps is, is looking at it holistically across all of those different areas. Yeah, that really resonates with me. When, when I think of business roadmaps, the way I, I approach it, I usually look at it and say, look, there's there's four main areas of think when you think about a business roadmap, right? So there's what's tied to the business itself. So there's strategy and things like that from a business perspective. There's go to market, right? You can't have any kind of business success without some clear go to market. There's organizational readiness or organizational, you know, capabilities, right? Can can we actually do this? And what do we need to do in order to do this? And then there's product. And and I, I put product last, not because it's the least important, but because product is the one people always think about first. And it's it's really important to, not to just downgrade the other three. But if you think about them, right? So again, business, organization, go to market and product. If you take any one of them away, could you be successful, right? Could you, if you didn't focus on go to market, obviously not. If you didn't focus on the organization, obviously not. You know, we want to expand internationally, but we're not going to think about the organizational impact. You know, um, in, 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 and you know, in that sense, like if you don't think about all those things, you're not going to be successful. And then, yes, product obviously you have to think about, and then that has its own level of detail. 
I love that, Saeed. That's, that's some, some really great thoughts there. I want to talk a little bit around kind of from your experience, the designs of roadmaps. So what do you believe are some of the key elements or content on a roadmap? What do you, what do you like to see? So it depends on the kind of roadmap you're talking about. But I, I think what you don't want to see on a roadmap are dates, <laughs> like specific dates, you know, like if, if you're if you're if your roadmap visually when you when you represent it, if your roadmap looks like a Gantt chart, it's probably not a roadmap, you know? Um, but I think, I think the idea, again, you know, getting back to direction, priority, et cetera, you, 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 you can't be specific on dates when you're talking about direction and priority. What you can be specific about is time frames, right? So, you know, the, the common now, next, later kind of model that people talk about, um, I think, I think that has value, but the, the, the question I always ask is when I see someone who has strictly now, next, later as column headings is, okay, that's great. So now I understand priority and direction, but when does now end and when does later start? But, but you know, like the, the problem is that I think just strictly saying now, next, later is, is the, the sort of in overreaction to a, a, a Gantt chart type approach. And, and the reason I say that is because dates are, are important in business, right? We do things in certain in certain time frames, right? Um, but there's a difference between having dates like X will be delivered on this date, or you know, even we're gonna deliver it in, you know, October or January or February, and saying there's a time frame like Q4 or first half of next year or something like that, right? And when you think about it, like when, you know, if you derive your 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 roadmap and it has objectives, objectives have time frames, right? Like our revenue for this year, right? Like we've got, you know, it's not just some revenue number, it's revenue in a certain amount of time. You have strategies, right? Strategies have time frames associated with them, right? It's not just a never ending strategy. But we need to accomplish X or this strategy has to be something in the first half of the year. We're going to do whatever. So, so there is a time element to it and you have to acknowledge that. And I think the challenge is not to get too specific where you're, you're, you're making promises that aren't real. But what I, what I, what I often look at it from a, a time perspective is that, look, we are more confident about things that are closer to us than further away, right? So this quarter, next quarter, we have higher confidence. So you could put like, you know, and, and if you're going to deliver things this quarter, right? Like they're already underway. Like you've, you've, you've staffed them, you've, you know, you've planned them, you've, you've analyzed them. So you should have high confidence. So there's nothing wrong with putting some dates in the now, like, yeah, now, now is the next three to four months, let's just say for sake of discussion. And, and in fact, we're going to deliver something you know, right now, let's say right now, literally right now, it's late August. We're going to deliver something around September 15th. Okay, great. Like high confidence. But let's say that goes to end of the year. So after January, like we're not sure, but certainly in Q1, this is what our priorities are. And then Q2, this is what our priorities are. And then second half of next year, this is what our priorities are. To me, that's reasonable. It's not like you're giving people information so that they can do their planning and make their decisions, right? And as you move forward, then, you know, as we get to first quarter of next year, 
we have higher confidence, we can put more specifics, right? Um, and if there's certain dates, like for example, you got a trade show in, in February and you know, marketing is saying, look, we got this big trade show in February, you know, it's our first trade show post pandemic, we're gonna go and we got a demo and we got a big booth and all that. And we need the latest, greatest, whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's a date. Like I know exactly when the trade show is. It's February, whatever. We can't really move it. You know, we can't go. Well, you know, around that time, more or less. You you, you work towards that, and and then as you get closer, you decide. You know, like the date can't move, but maybe the scope of what we're doing is going to move. It's going to change, right? You you work in that, but so I think dates are important, but not overly focused on delivery. Right, their dates in terms of context, in terms of of strategy, and and so I use the word time frames. That's that's really you know versus dates. I really like that. So I love the exploration there of of talking about the time frames. Specific dates are still they're okay when they need to be, but we also need some agility to allow some flex. And I love the thoughts around of confidence as well. You know, of course we can be confident in something that we have a delivery plan for, and we're actually delivering right now. But we should encourage the fact that things can change a bit further out. And, and the thing is that, that that that's again a good point to distinguish between a plan and a roadmap. You know, my roadmap, which is tied to objectives and things, might might be a year, even two years out. You know, it's depending on the business you're in. I mean, I remember once seeing a, a roadmap from HP uh, for their Itanium processor, if you remember that, way, way back. And, and if I recall correctly, I think this is around 2004, so it was a while ago, but it was about a 15-year roadmap for their processor. And what was funny was, they were they were like okay you know in 2012 we'll have this and in 2000 and of course like two years or three years later like the processor was you know pretty much dead but you know they they had this they had this roadmap um, yeah that's not the kind of roadmap I'm talking about but in certain industries you might need for like even cars right like you know car companies they don't work on software lifecycle timeframes right they they work on on very different things. So, so it's whatever is reasonable for your industry. But in software, to me, one to two years as a roadmap is good. Um, and then a plan could be like half a year to a year, again, depending on the kind of software. Because you can't really be confident about a plan and delivery dates more than a year out. I mean, I think even a year out is a long time. But again, it depends. I worked in companies when I was at Informatica, and we had very long release cycles. In some cases, like some of our releases, we started 18 months before we delivered, right? And we we moved dates around, we changed scope, we did lots of things, but they were very long release cycles. So, you know, you can you can plan for things, but you know they're they're aspirational at that point. That's a really good point as well about you know the context again of the context of the roadmap, but also the context of your company. You know, manufacturing companies, the chip manufacturers, the the service providers. You know, they're all going to have different roadmaps because it's going to take certain levels to um, certain lengths of time to be able to create that roadmap. And they're also going to have to think about, well, how long are we going to maintain this for? You know, even if, if we take automotives, we're going to build this car until its successor comes out, but we're going to have to still support that car and the pieces for it. So, you know, that roadmap extends out and out. And that's very different from a software B2B type company. Absolutely. Absolutely. I once had a conversation. So Toyota was a customer of ours at Informatica and I had a conversation with them and they were talking about some system they were building and it was to manage parts 
and and it was really interesting because he 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 got deep on what parts meant and he said you know you have to understand that a part could be many different things and i said well what do you mean he goes well take an example a, a spark plug is it an original equipment part is it a replacement part is it a substitute part it, he, he just went on and on and on like there was like six or seven different types of parts you know and and it was exactly to your point like the, the the original equipment part is when you first manufacture, but when you're supporting and you're doing maintenance, there are different parts, and we have to understand that. And like Toyota cars last a long time, and so we have to, you know, think about that from a long long perspective. So yeah, I I, I think that's absolutely right. Like the the industry will 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 matter, but when we're talking about software, which I think is mostly the context of what we're doing, it varies even still. But you know, one to two year roadmap on a mature product, maybe for a, a very early stage startup, like even six months, the amount of uncertainty is, is huge. Right. Uh, and I was once asked to actually, this is interesting. I, was, I once worked with a client and they were like pre-product. So they were doing some really good discovery work, uh, really trying to dig in, understand problems. And they had this one idea that they were trying to, you know, really, really focus on. And they said, you know, can you help us with a roadmap? And I was like, okay. And then I started thinking about it and I started asking questions. And, and you know, it was like, no, there, there's no roadmap right now. Like, because you don't even know enough to confirm what direction you're going. And, and until you have that and you have some traction, et cetera, then we can, we can do that. We had a, a guest on the channel previously, uh, Daniel Elizaldi. Um, and he was talking about that, you know, at, at that certain stage of a company, your roadmap should be your first 10 customers. And then you can start to understand what the commonalities are, the patterns, and then you have the opportunity to start thinking about, you know, what it is your solutions are. But you're right, it was it was too early for them to start to create a roadmap of building stuff. They, they were on a voyage of discovery. I think this is where the problem can often start between roadmap and plan, right? So at that very early stage, where you don't know enough and the risk is very high. I'm going to say something and then I'm going to regret saying it, but your roadmap is your plan. <laughs> like at that very early stage, the, you know, there is no such thing as a strategic roadmap. There's a plan, but you can, you know, those words get used interchangeably. And I think if you don't realize the distinction early on and you're, oh, the roadmap is, is the whatever the first 10 customers are going to, you know, do, then it just sticks. And then the roadmap and plan become intertwined in your thinking, in your language, and you don't make that distinction of the strategic side of things versus the tactical side. Before talking about kind of some of the good and bad, and I know we've touched on some of those already, I'm just curious, from, from your perspective, what are some of the tools you prefer for using uh, to, to create, to manage and visualize roadmap? I'm kind of neutral on tools, right? So I think before we get the tools, we really have to understand what we're doing and then have a clear process uh, to to decompose that work, right? Um, so I have customers who've used some of the tools. You know, Aha is one, Prodpad is another. There's there's a couple others, Roadmonk um, as well. And I think I think that if they're clear about the process to get to a roadmap. In a real roadmap, like a strategic roadmap, you know, again, priorities, direction, et cetera. I think most of these tools are capable enough. In fact, I think they might be too much, quite honestly. And I've heard 
some comments about a couple of them that it was just like, oh, it, it's really complex. It used to be simple. Now it's really complex, you know, um, because, again, you know, if we go back to the, the, the early question about what what's the purpose of a roadmap, one of them is communication. And it's hard to communicate complex things, right? Like you want to distill things into simple visuals and then tie them to clear objectives. And so uh, I don't have a preferred tool. In fact, I'll say this, I have a, a, a tool that I've built myself for the work that I do. And I use it with my clients. And it's not a competitor to ProdPad or to any of these, these products. Um, but it, it, it does give people the basic framework and the ability to build that business roadmap first and then feed that into a product roadmap. And then from there, they can export it into whatever, you know, if they use AHA or ProdPad or whatever, they can export and do whatever. But the point really is you're focused on the most important things. And those most important things are not some huge visualization in a tool. They're really the key objectives you have. And then the components that break down into, you know, like for example, organization, business, go to market and product. Um, and, and I'll just say this, I, I really recommend people not focus on tools upfront. Like, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll just say this, my, my kids, they're older now, they're all in university and high school, but when they were much younger in public school, you know, they'd be doing math and then, you know, they'd always pull out the calculator and I'd always take away the calculator. <laughs> and yeah, and it'd be like, okay, like you don't need a calculator for this. And they, they, you know, but the teacher said, and it's like, you know, just, Understand the process, right? And if you understand the process, then use the calculator to help you streamline the things that you're doing. And so I think I think that's really the the recommendation I would have. So I think tools are great, but I think tools are only great if you know what you're doing and you understand them. And and by the way, strategy and road mapping really are such you know ambiguous terms for most people that you can lose sight of what you really need to do when you get into a tool and it's got lots of you know, features and buttons and things like that. That's, that's such a good answer, Saeed. I absolutely love that. I th I've got a question here, which is what, what is one of the biggest mistakes you think people make in road mapping? And I think you just perfectly answered that there. And that really resonates with me as well. You know, whilst I've, I've got a history of working for one of these tools companies and I've done product roadmaps in my time as a product manager, a lot of the clients that I help now is helping them with the fundamentals of that roadmap. The problem is not the tool. The problem is the thinking around what we should be doing and putting on that tool. And and that's that really resonates with me. I think it's important business work, right? And and you know, it's it's like a spreadsheet. Like right? a spreadsheet's great, but if you don't know what you're doing with the spreadsheet, spreadsheet isn't going to help you. So I wonder if there's any anti-patterns or bad practices that you regularly encounter? We, we talked about dates being a bit of a pet hate on the roadmap, but are there, are there any sort of bad practices that you encounter uh, when you're working with roadmaps with your clients or with people? Yeah, the dates, the Gantt chart roadmap, I think is, is another one. I think that, you know, the quote, quote, feature roadmap, I think that's an anti-pattern. I think, I think the word, like the phrase feature roadmap is an oxymoron, quite honestly. I, I think the lack of collaboration in in developing a roadmap is, it's, I would call that an anti-pattern in the sense that, you know, okay, product management owns the roadmap, but product management doesn't do that work in isolation. I, I, think, I think a lot of product managers are fixated on the build side of things. And, and that 
leads to uh, just some problems in the sense that, you know, if your goal is product success, right? Build is only one way to get success. But yet, if you think about the roadmap in isolation, that's really all you're thinking about, right? Oh, what are we going to build? Let me put, define the roadmap and prioritize it. Um, I think another anti-pattern is, and this ties into the collaboration, but, you know, Every product manager has a lot of context, right? They're talking to customers. They're, uh, you know, hopefully they're talking to customers, but let's assume they are. They're talking to customers and doing research and discovery and and understanding problems and things like that. Um, but the idea that their context is the is the primary context when thinking about a roadmap can be problematic. And and what I mean by that is, let's just say you did a bunch of discovery work. And you talk to a whole bunch of customers and you, you, you heard something that was quite common among those customers. Now, okay, that's a customer problem. And clearly it's something that your customers are, are, are raising up. But the roadmap isn't just a reflection of customer problems. And so if you, if you say, oh, you know what, we talked to 10 customers and some of them said this thing is really you know, a problem or they'd really like to see this enhancement or whatever, or whatever your, you know, sort of rationale is. And so we're going to prioritize that high. Well, where's the business side of it? Like, is that, is that helping you achieve the business goals? Is that really aligned with the context in the rest of the company? And so bringing that is in is great, but working collaboratively and understanding the business context and blending the business and the customer context together is really important. And again, this is why this idea of a business roadmap and then a product roadmap to me is really powerful because you're going to start with the business, right? You're not coming in with a non-business perspective and then you bring them together. So I think, I think those are some common, you know, if we can call them anti-patterns. I mean, you know, attention to detail is a real problem, I think. You know, roadmaps can be high level, right? People talk about outcome roadmaps or problem roadmaps and things like that. But it's you really have to get into detail in the sense that, you know, it doesn't matter what you prioritize, right? You can, you know, you, hopefully you're not prioritizing features, but if you're prioritizing features, you're prioritizing outcomes, you're prioritizing, you know, problems, et cetera. What's the context and are these the right ones? Why did you prioritize them, right? You really need the details underneath it to say, yes, this is important and then connect it back up to the higher level uh, you know, objectives. So um, the, the commitment and delivery side obviously is in the plan, but you still need detail at a roadmap level. Such a thoughtful response, Saeed. Thank you for that. I, I totally agree with you. It really resonates with me. You've got some, some great perspectives here. I'm wondering whose advice on roadmapping you listen to or whether there's any resources that you, you use or recommend on roadmapping. I learn a lot by debating people, I think. like I, I, I put a lot of, of stuff up on, uh, on LinkedIn and Twitter and you know hear perspectives and you know, I learn a lot from customers. I think as a resource, so I'll just say this. So um, the the book, um, Product Roadmaps Relaunched, which I think you probably are aware of, uh, Bruce McCarthy. And, I have uh, a, a copy here. Exactly. I have one here too somewhere, actually. I, I, I should have pulled it out and made a hand. Yes. So I think that's, you know, quite honestly, like if you're interested in roadmaps, I think that's a, a, a really good book. I think they 
they cover a lot of, of topics. I, I love the fact that it's a visual book, by the way. You know, it's not just some text heavy uh, book. And uh, so I think I think that first of all, I think that's a great resource for anyone who who really wants to learn about roadmaps. I think, you know, I, 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 things that are are good are things that I agree with. <laughs> I generally agree with what's in there. Um, so Bruce, Bruce, I think you know, obviously he talks about roadmaps a lot. Uh, and then and then I think uh, there's a lot. You know, what's interesting is. There's there's a lot of really good resources on the web, but then there's a lot of really bad resources. And so, like, you can find on Medium, for example, you can find blog posts that talk about, you know, things like a roadmap is a list of the features and the deliver, you know, and it's like somebody very earnestly and, you know, sincerely wrote a detailed blog post. And you're just like, yeah, but that's not really true. But that's their experience. And so so I, I, it's hard for me to recommend, you know, very specific research because I, I, you know, I know them when I see them. I think that's a great response is that, you know, for, for the people in the audience, if you haven't read the Product Roadmaps Relaunched book, it's a great place to go and see um, to understand roadmaps and, and how really they were intended to be launched and, and, and to, to be used um, because there's a lot of sort of malpractice out there and a bit of um, unintentional um, and unintentionally bad guidance, I think, too. I think that's a big challenge, actually, in general with product is that, you know, 15 years ago, there was not a lot of content online. You know, there were people who were blogging, things like that. And now there's so much, which is amazing, but you can find so much contradictory information and and it's no wonder a lot of people are confused like that what's a roadmap what's a plan what's prioritization what's the like exactly no i totally agree and i think that's the part science part art side of roadmaps it can be a bit of both there i've absolutely loved today's conversation with you said i'm thinking of of, of of wrapping things up and this is probably the most difficult question to ask you which is after all that, if you had to distill your philosophy of roadmapping into one to two sentences, how, how would you describe it? I so I, I've used some of this language before, but I think I think the thing I try and, and distinguish first of all is the di difference between a roadmap and a plan. And I think that's really a problem that plagues so many companies, right? So the the, the kind of the the tightest distillation I've gotten to is that a roadmap is a statement of direction and priority, right? And a plan is a statement of commitment and delivery. And I, and I think that language is very explicit, but it's very uh, intentional that direction and priority is what you should be thinking about. And the roadmap feeds into the plan. And the purpose of, of that roadmap is to make sure that you maintain your direction and priority in your plans, that you don't get sidetracked by shiny objects or hippo ideas or you know sales specials or whatever. And, there's a place for all of that. I'm not saying that those are all bad things, um, but they have a, a place and a way to be dealt with. But you shouldn't forego your roadmap because your roadmap, strategy, objectives, vision, right? It's aligning all those things is where you want to go. That's that's where it's going to get you to where you want to go, right? It's kind of like, you know, my, my, my kids have a little thing with me that whenever we go somewhere, you know, dad's going to take a side trip. You know, there's a while, oh, while we're going to the store, let's go over here and check out this thing. Or there's a farmer's market over there or something. And, you know, if you think about it, like on a Sunday drive, it's not harmful. But if you're doing these side trips in your company, 
you're distracting from where you really want to get to. And, and, and then the flip side of that is, you know, I'm not competing with anyone on my Sunday drive to go somewhere, but you're competing with other companies to get somewhere. And so every distraction that you go down is an opportunity for your competitors to get ahead. And, and, and so, you know, you're all headed in the same direction. You're trying to get to the same thing. You know, you want to dominate your market. You want to, you know, compete, whatever. And if you're taking these, oh, sales, special side trips, et cetera, you know, it's not, you're not going to win. You might think it's great. You know, it feels good in the, in the short term. Oh, we, we did this one short term thing, but the opportunity cost and the long term cost isn't easily measurable, but it's real. And so I think that the idea of having this roadmap, tying it to strategies, objectives, and vision, and being really diligent about staying focused on it is 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 critical for any product company, right? And um, I once I once talked with Eric Bodek. Eric is one of the founders of Pendo, and we're talking about actually roadmap and how they approached it. And he said, "Look, like if." We, we, we absolutely were, you know, sensitive to deals and things like that. But if we had to do something that was going to accelerate a roadmap, we'd, we'd absolutely consider it. But if it was going to take us somewhere else, then the answer was no. And we were really strict about it. Right. And the, they had a clear vision of where they were headed. And, and I thought, yeah, like that's I mean, it, it sounds logical when you say it. But when you're in the heat of the moment and you have to say no to a, a check or a, a deal, it's a lot harder, but I think that's really the the goal. I I, I love that analogy of, about the kids in the car on a Sunday and 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 the insights you just shared there. Said, thank you so much. You've been incredibly generous with with your time, so we've really enjoyed talking with you. I wanted to give you an opportunity just to connect with our audience. Tell them a little bit about what you do and and pitch how you can help people. For the last number of years, I've been working as an independent consultant, working with technology companies, software companies, you know, usually startups and scale ups, and Really what, as I said earlier, I talk about how to help them build better products and build better product organizations. And, 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 and it's really the second part where I find the most value. So things like mentoring, training, workshops, helping them do this hard work, the discovery work, the road mapping work, et cetera, and sort of help ingrain it into their organization so they can then go and and do it themselves. So the, 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 the work that I do, it's sort of very hands-on, um, very active. And then I work with leaders as well to develop leaders and sort of help them manage their teams. Because a lot of leaders, I mean, this is the truth, I'm sure you know, a lot of leaders in product didn't come from product. They came from other areas. And, and this whole area of product is new to them. Um, so I, I, wor I work consulting, advisory work, and as I said, training and workshops in really helping these organizations, you know, build long-term sort of high growth, high performance organizations. Fantastic. Said, well, we'll share the contact details with you down below, your website, maybe a link to your LinkedIn profile so that people can find you because I think that's a, a really uh, a really worthy cause there. So Said, look, thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, I've really enjoyed it and I can't wait for, the, for, the, for our audience to hear. For the audience out there, really hope you've enjoyed today's session. Some great insights from Said there. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, please consider subscribing. It really helps us to grow the channel 
for other people to hear wise words of wisdom from Saeed and, and myself having a chat there. Again, please feel free to like and uh, follow the channel and maybe share it out to someone. If something that we've talked about resonates or you think it might resonate with someone else, do share it out to them as well. And if you'd like to take part and be where Saeed is today, feel free to reach out, um, drop a note in the comments or email us in. We'd love to have you on the channel to speak with industry experts and practitioners alike. Saeed Khan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. Thank you for having me.